Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Let me get right to my guest, and and that is Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield serves as the United States Ambassador to the United Nations, as well as the United Nations Security Council. And first of all, thanks for for being on here uh, on on the Madison Show. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm really delighted to be with you. Oh, I've been I've been looking forward to this ever since you uh, came out of retirement to take this position. So that's really my first question. What brought you out of retirement after 30 after a 35 year career with the U.S. Foreign Service? You know, it it was the commitment to service. Uh, Who says no to the president of the United States? The president asked me to take on this responsibility, and I felt I had an obligation to do it. I I couldn't say no. You know, one of our interns was a little shy, and and she's only been with us a little while, but she said, you know, I got this question, And, and and, and it is, as a black American, dip a uh, uh, black american diplomat working in africa are you concerned about being pigeonholed and you know we you told her you know that, that's a legitimate question don't don't let uh, your answer yeah you know it is a legitimate question but it was not a legitimate question for me i'm an africanist i studied africa i lived in africa when i was in in college uh africa is my passion uh, it is what I do. It is what I am an expert on. So I was not pigeonholed, although in the earlier days of our foreign service, African-Americans were pigeonholed uh, to assignments in Africa. But that didn't apply for me. I wanted to be in Africa. I enjoyed being in Africa. And I think my expertise there is unquestioned. And your expertise, Ambassador uh, uh, Thomas Greenfield, your expertise has to deal with a continent that is huge and has so many different components. Uh, how does the United States, uh, how does it approach it? Northern Africa is a lot different than Southern Africa or Sub-Saharan Africa. Um, it can be extremely complicated. Uh, It is complicated. And, you know, for ordinary Americans, they look at Africa as as a country. And but we know it's a continent. It's a continent with 54 countries. And actually, we divide it. Uh, We uh, divide sub-Saharan Africa from North Africa. So my expertise was in sub-Saharan Africa, where I served as the assistant secretary of state for African affairs. North Africa is in the middle uh, in our Middle East program. But it it is a complicated uh, continent. uh, And that's why when I was assistant secretary, I had so many people working for me who had expertise, regional expertise across the continent of Africa. You you know, you may or may not know, I I ended up uh, getting involved in the civil war in in southern Sudan uh, years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was involved in you know with slave trade and that one uh and and I must tell you i I am somewhat concerned, and maybe I should go ahead and use the word disappointed in what has happened in South Sudan, the newest country on the continent of africa uh the the war 
the uh, it just seems to, the fighting just seems to con- continue the the starvation uh i i don't even know where to begin on how to how to address it other than to ask what does southern sudan need primarily from the united states you know i you are among a long list of people who are disappointed in what we see happening in South Sudan. Uh, We were jubilant when they achieved their independence. I was there when that Uh, flag, when they rose the flag. I've never been to a birth of a country before. It was quite an experience. And they've been going downhill uh, ever since. Uh, And the people of South Sudan are suffering immensely by the continuous uh, conflict. And I would say that, you know, the leadership of South Sudan needs to refocus its efforts on the people of South Sudan. That's what's needed. What they need from the United States, we have given them everything. We are committed to this country. Uh, We are the largest uh, donor, uh, both on the humanitarian side and on the development side. Uh, We help to birth this nation. Uh, So for us, Watching what is happening in South Sudan is like a, a parent watching, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. feeling like you have you you've not succeeded in giving your your children what they need to survive. And we have done everything possible, but as a parent, sometimes you can do everything possible, and you still don't have children that will uh, live up to. Hmm the expectations that you have of them. And I'm not referring to the country as, as a child. No, but they I know. are the yeah. newest. Yeah. yeah, they are the youngest country. They're the newest country, and expectations were so high. And, and because, because what such, they fought yeah. for was, was right. And such great potential oil. I, I remember being in southern Sudan and someone was saying to me, they, they literally could be, and correct me if I'm wrong, the breadbasket. Uh, basically, sub-Saharan Africa. They they could. Uh, they are farmers. Uh, uh, they know how to farm the land. South Sudanese refugees who come to the United States are succeeding. Many of them are working in in areas across the United States. They love to go uh, to areas where there are large farms. I, I was in Nairobi uh, a few weeks ago, and I met refugees who were getting ready. Uh, to be resettled in the United States. And there were several from South Sudan, and they were so excited about coming to the United States. They had that same excitement about their own country, and now they're forced to flee their country uh, Mm -hmm. to seek uh, refuge. So it's a huge disappointment. We all invested so much of of our energy, our compassion, our love— Uh, for the people of South Sudan, and all of us want to see the country succeed. My guest is Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield, serves as the United States Ambassador to the United Nations, as well as the uh, UN on the the UN Security Council. Uh, Now, most recently, I think I'm right about this, uh, you had just returned from Ghana, Mozambique, Kenya. What was your mission there? Uh, and Somalia. Oh, and Somalia, yes. Uh, and Somalia. So uh, it was really a very productive week-long trip. Uh, 
first and foremost, I visit the countries who are elected members of the Security Council to hear what their priorities are on the council and to share with them our priorities and see how we can work together. So Ghana is a current member, elected member of the Security Council, and Mozambique is a current elected member of the Security Council. And Kenya had just left the council, and I wanted to thank them for uh, their very productive uh, and successful uh, two years on on the council. So that was uh, first and foremost. Secondly, I wanted to really raise the profile of what we are doing on the humanitarian front on the continent of Africa, particularly working with uh, Mozambique, but also working uh, with uh, Somalia, a country that's still uh, fighting, um, uh, having an internal fight, and hopefully uh, moving in a positive uh, direction. Uh, Thirdly, to talk about uh, issues of, of UN reform, how we can make the United Nations work better to support the needs of, uh, of African countries. And then fourth, I wanted to focus on climate and what is happening in, in these countries uh, related to, uh, to climate change. Uh, and again, I thought it was an extraordinarily uh, successful visit. Uh, I uh, spent some time looking at uh, climate um, conditions in Mozambique. They mm. have some of the last uh, surviving uh, mangrove uh, forest in Maputo. And so I volunteered with uh, activists there to replant uh, mangrove trees and clean the beach. Uh, in Kenya, I visited an electric uh, uh, vehicle uh, factory that was making electric motorbikes and electric buses to deal with climate change uh, there. And then on the security side, I had intense discussions in uh, Ghana uh, concerning the their security concerns related to the Sahel, in Mozambique related to security concerns coming out of Cabo Verde. Kenya is in the center yeah. of uh, security concerns across the continent. They are dealing with the situation in Democratic Republic of Congo, South Sudan that we just talked about, uh, Somalia, where Kenya also has uh, – uh, has troops on on the ground, and then Somalia, of course, fighting uh, against Al Shabaab. You know, I, and I I have to, but as, as you were talking, I I just want my audience to realize it, 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 they need to go to an atlas <laughs> and see how close these countries are. <laughs> I mean, as you were talking, it's like it's like you know, Mississippi and Louisiana and Florida, they, they, that's how close they, these countries are. You can just literally walk across the border, can't you? Well, some of them. Ghana is in West Africa. But I, I will tell you, when I was in Kenya in the 90s, there was a point when I was up on the border of Kenya and, and I stepped into Ethiopia uh, on one corner and Somalia on, yeah, on the man. other corner. Uh, they're that close together. We're talking about countries where borders were uh, really artificially uh, drawn and they crossed uh, through families and and, and ethnic groups. How how important, Ambassador Greenfield, how, and and I know this sounds like a naive question, but for the sake of my audience, and we debate this often, um, how important is the continent of Africa, as diverse as it is, to the United States. 
it, it, the Africa is extraordinarily important to the United States. We just held an African Leaders Summit in December where we invited uh, heads of state from uh, across the continent, and they came for three days of intense uh, engagements with uh, U.S. officials. President uh, Biden announced during that uh, uh, summit that he, we were going to really ensure that all of our cabinet officials had the opportunity to engage with Africa. So uh, Secretary of Treasury Yellen was on the continent a week before I was there. I went, and that, of course, this wasn't, wasn't my first trip. I've gone numerous times and, of course, uh, served as the Assistant Secretary for Africa. But I traveled uh, to Africa. We have uh, Secretary Buttigieg going to uh, the Summit of Democracies that will be taking place in, uh, in Zambia. This continent is important. We have invested about $45 billion in a program called the African uh, Growth and Opportunity Act, where uh, African countries are allowed to export products to the United States duty-free, uh, and we're exporting products into, into Africa. It creates jobs for Africans, but it also creates jobs for Americans. And then finally, we have a huge African diaspora. I'm sure many in your audience are from the diaspora. There is no country on the continent of Africa where there are not hyphenated Americans. Uh, and that population is truly important to our relationships with Africa. Their advocacy, their support for uh, their their uh, countries and their families that live in those countries, that's truly important. And uh, we we ignore Africa to, to our peril. Yes, we do. And that's why I wanted to have you on. And hopefully you'll come back uh, because we just don't give it as much attention as as we should, so we'll do our part. Now, now, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the Chinese spy balloon fiasco and and the relationship. Everybody, everybody <laughs> asks about that. It's a bilateral issue that uh, we are dealing with uh, directly with the Chinese. We have been clear uh, with the Chinese that what they did was unacceptable unacceptable. The president has, has made that uh, very clear in his statements, and the secretary has as well. Uh, and uh, we will continue to uh, defend our, our, our mm -hmm. sovereignty, uh, but in the context of that, uh, ensure that the Chinese understand that they cannot carry out those kinds of yeah. uh, actions against the, the United and, States. And so this does come up at the United Nations. This did come it, up at the United it, Nations. It has not. It has not really? come up, interestingly. It has not. Uh, again, it's a, it's a bilateral uh, issue. Uh, we're certainly uh, monitoring uh, closely, and I get asked questions passing in the hallway, right. but it has not uh, come up in, in an official way at the United Nations. Wow. I, I, I must tell you, I'm surprised. I really am. I thought you were going to tell me you'd be giving one of those speeches, you know, until hell freezes <laughs> over. <laughs> you know, that, that, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> All right. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield, thank you for coming on the Madison Show. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. Delighted to be on, and I'll look forward to another invitation. You're invited. You can count on it. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. All right. Goodness. That is interesting. This has not come up 
at the at the you know I get at, what did she say? I get asked in the hallways, you know, people passing by. I'm I got to tell you, I'm surprised. Fifty after the hour, and we'll have we'll, you know you know very you know what I really appreciate that what did she say? I'm an Africanist. That 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 you know and and so so I was telling our intern. You know, uh, she had, as a black uh, American diplomat, her question was, working in Africa, are you concerned about being pigeon-owed? And and she said, I don't know if that's a good, you know what, great question. It is a great, and look at the answer we got. Look at the answer. But you know what, this is a lesson to interns and students. Ask the question. Just ask it. And and you you'd be you'd be surprised at the answer you might get. I I gotta tell you, I expected a different answer about the Chinese balloons because I said to Sherry, I don't know if I want to ask the ambassador since we're going to focus on Africa investment in Africa uh, investments. Should I ask about the spy balloon because I'm sick of it? And thank goodness I did. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.